99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalac. And today is an episode that you have to listen. We're going to talk about video games today, addiction to video games, why children and teenagers can get and how they can get addicted to video games, and more importantly, how you as a parent can help them. My guest today is Tess uh, Villegas Ramli, and Tess is originally from Philippines. She lives in beautiful Hawaii for many years. She's going to share her story with us, and she's an artist. She owns her own gallery. She's also an author, but she's very passionate through her own experience uh, that she had and now helping others overcome uh, this, let's say, problem of, of addiction to video games. So Tess, thank you so much for being my guest. Oh, you're very much uh, welcome, Novena. And I'm so happy and grateful that um, you're giving me this opportunity to share my passion, you know, especially uh, with kids. This is really Yes, uh, what yes. I wanted to do, like my friends would tell me, well, that's crazy. Why would you choose kids? You don't have money to buy your, um, you know, your programs. Like, no, no matter what, my main focus is impacting. I want to impact uh, children. And uh, I include parents because um, Navina, the most vulnerable ones in these very challenging times are the kids. True. True, true. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just it's very interesting that you have a gallery, you're an artist. And tell us, how did you get into this, into helping parents overcome this problem with video games? Yeah, so I'm originally from the Philippines, as you mentioned, and I came to Hawaii in 2005. But um, since I was a little girl, like six years old, you know, I have that gift actually but my parents told me oh my goodness you and I wanted to become an architect you know because I have that uh, talent and my parents said oh why don't you just be a teacher because you know like when you become an artist you're not gonna make a living at all and uh, when I went to college like uh, what I took a literature but at the beginning it was such a struggle but it turned out to be my saving grace actually because I learned that literature is basically about life and I, and I used to be super shy as I mentioned you used to be super shy, I hardly speak, I had very low self-confidence, I had a hard time connecting with people, and I didn't have a sense of direction, and um, after I graduated from college, actually my first job actually was being a teacher, and um, you know what's like, oh my goodness, I was leaving my my course, actually my degree, as a, you know, as a literature graduate, but you know, it wasn't really, um, it was a very disappointing experience, because um, so I don't want to mention it, you know, it's a long story short. I ended up working in a paint company with, you know, imagine I'm super shy, hardly speak, 
at very low self-confidence. And my, um, my boss hired me because he said he saw, I asked him, why did you hire me? He said, he saw so much drive in me. It's like, I didn't even know that. And so that it, it was, uh, during those times, you know, it's like seven years of being there, I felt like I was really lost. I didn't know, uh, I didn't have a sense of direction. You know, it's like, um, I felt like something was missing in my, my life. And when I was 30, that was the turning point. That was my pivot uh, point. And I, I quit my job. I was broke actually, I had nothing. Um, it's like, I felt empty and naked at the moment. And then I realized that I have everything that my wealth is just within my reach because I went back to my true passion. And because of that, you know, that my being an artist, I got out of my shell. I said, oh my gosh, like I have this uh, gift. It's like, and I realized that I have a mission greater than myself. Way back in the Philippines, you know, like, um, so I, you know, I did that in three things actually that I did you know, and finally I decided to be an artist. And so I took, you know, I focused on it. I took massive action and I kept the momentum. It's like everything fell into place. And um, my, my good friends, like I had only two friends in college and I, she became known in our, in our place and she became an attorney. And I, came, I went to her office and I gave her, um, you know, a gift actually my painting. It's like, she couldn't believe that I'm an artist. And you know, like she gave me actually the breakthroughs. Like, okay, I challenge you. I want you to pay in 25 pieces of artwork and then um, big ones. And then I'll take care of everything of the venue and the guests. And it's so it's amazing because, uh, because of that, um, I was really given a breakthrough and um, I really followed my passion. And uh, I work in the university actually, working uh, with uh, street children. That's where, yes. you know, that's where the t-shirt painting started because again, as I mentioned to you just a while ago, even at this point, you know, at this time, the most uh, vulnerable ones in this very challenging times are actually the kids, you know, they're bombarded with uh, yeah. all these, you know, the pandemic and besides, you know, they're given electronics. You know, yes. one, my, one of my really close friend, close friends, he said, you know, uh, um, Tess, I found the best uh, BBC in the world. So like, who's that? Electronics. So but tell us a little bit more. I just want to dig uh, direct. We only have a, uh, we, we have a limited time, unfortunately. So tell us a little bit more about how, uh, okay. how, why children, let's start. Why children get addicted? This is something you're passionate about. So let's talk to parents who are listening. Why do children get addicted to video games and how this starts? Yeah, so this is it. So kids get addicted to electronics. So I've been searching for that. So like, um, you know, I have this passion, but you know, so like, why is it that uh, kids and even those other ones that are addicted in other, you know, like, uh, so like substance and uh, even relationships of like emotional addiction. And I found out so that uh, his name is Johan Harry. You can even look at it, uh, parents, and uh, on uh, TED Talk. And he was talking about to the opposite of addiction is human connection. Like uh, kids, it's like they, have, they are in dire need of human connection because you're like parents are always busy. You know, we're not, for me, we're not trying to, I'm not trying to blame parents because of course parents, wants to, uh, parents want to provide the best for, for their chil for the, uh, children. And, uh, but the point is like, um, we're, we're probably constantly unconsciously, uh, we, we have, you know, like uh, forgotten that, you know, there's such a huge, um, what is this? Um, 
a difference when um, we spend time for children. You know, you have to have a hard emotional connection with children so that you know what's happening to them. Because like, I say, I'm also addicted. I'm, I'm also an addict. <laughs> I'm addicted to my passion because with me, it's like, what is a passive uh, addiction? Because I focus and I obsess myself on my passion. And, you know, like um, um, extracting my, my gifts and my talents and sharing it to the world, but for these kids, actually that's their best friend actually. That's where they find um, the most uh, connection of all. So, but the thing is they get distracted from their studies and whatever, like parents, they want to have their children um, to have house uh, whole chores at home, but they do like, they get addicted to it. So tell us, uh, tell us how can parents recognize that children are addicted to video games and uh, what is the first step for them to do? So first step to be it's like parents, they're fully aware. I think a lot of problems are coming up. Parents express that, that, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know how to um, let, I don't know how uh, I can, you know, like help kids, my kids overcome their addiction to electronics. So number one step is really parents uh, should become really conscious and aware that you know their kids really need their attention. They need their uh, heart um, connection with their kids and spend time in you know, like little bit like you know like if you really ask because you know I work you know I have this uh, program for children and I talk to parents and you know so like uh, what are those things I have questionnaires you know ask them what are those things that they used to do before you know they become addicted to electronics so oh we would go to uh, like every Sunday they go to church or you know they spend time for an hour or two just to really you know talk to their kids and uh, play with their kids and stuff and um, that's really, uh, that's one step actually. They start uh, playing with their kids or with my course, you know, like I have art with me on t-shirt, you know, they can have art stuff in, you know, just even these three moms that I talked to, that's exactly what they said. It's like, you know, my kids when they were a, a little, like I feel so, we're so, we're, we feel so guilty because you know what we used to, uh, the, my kids are super creative, but you know, like I didn't have, we didn't have time anymore for them because you have to work every day and stuff. And actually the parents recognize that. So tell me, that's very interesting. So tell me um, a part of spending time together. So if children are now addicted to video games and parents are trying to reduce it. Now, when we talk about addiction, right? Children will have a reaction. They need to have the video game. They need to play it. So how can parents take this smooth transition to start reducing the time? Uh, what should they do when children maybe overreact, when they start crying, have tantrums, uh, if the parent says no to video games? What is the best way to deal with this uh, in practical so the way? the best way to deal? Of course, there's a, like, I, you know, um, let's say with my, with my, what is this, with my course that I, with the program that I give to kids, you know, there's art to overcoming addiction to video games. And there's also a science to it. So it's so like, you know, uh, the science, the art, the art of uh, overcoming is, you know, like you provide them creative things to do. Like, you know, like art. Kids are naturally creative. In fact, I wrote, I self-published a book a couple of years ago. In the name of the book, the book is, you can buy it on Amazon. I'm not trying to advertise it, Navina. But this is it's like, it's a very simple book. It's a, the, the name of the book is, I am creative. And it all starts from a dot. 
So, um, so the so um, art is a tool or a vehicle for them to be able to express, to rechannel and refocus their attention from electronics. So these kids actually use also electronics as their way for self-expression. They use that, you know, they, they one of my students, you know, they, she uses that, you know, so that she can express her creativity. So, but the problem is, you know, they just get hooked to it. So, but you know, you give them, um, you rechannel their attention to, let's say, give them a t-shirt or a canvas. So that's the art. But the thing is, you have to have a basic foundation. It's like building a house. When you build a house, what's the very first thing that you do before you build a house? Be you have to have a plan. Yes, you have to have a plan. You have to have a blueprint. So kids at that very young age, as they you know, start growing up and learning, um, it starts going to school. They don't get this in school. You know, when you go to school, that's why we, the two of us, we have the KBB because KBB promotes self-education. So when they go to school, they learn general knowledge, you know, but go, uh, having the self-education, like learning, uh, finding their unique passion, your unique talent, they learn that they have something uniquely theirs that nobody can take away from it. And you call it specialized knowledge. So we have to lay down the parents should lay down the basic foundation create a blueprint for them so okay like uh, part what is that blueprint so it's like it's a goal driven blueprint where the, the kids will be guided so that's what i do so they, it starts from knowing themselves so it's like this is a really a, a good idea that parents will go through that and then it's like it should be the creative process that's what i'm doing and then um so like knowing them they themselves the second second uh step is they have to extract what is that one thing because parents know that too well like at the, a very young age parents will notice that oh my kids is so good in this and that so that's that specialized knowledge parents should really focus on that and schedule it you know i that's what i teach kids so like okay now that you extract that one thing that you really love and enjoy doing most in seven days you know you have a schedule this is what you're gonna do uh monday tuesday wednesday you you have they have classes you know they have scheduled for school so they have to attain they have to uh, allocate a specific time just for what is this just for uh, honing and developing that one thing their passion and uh, parents should really not uh, let go of electronics but you know stay. so all of a sudden I'm just gonna grab the electronics from you so parents actually should be responsible because uh, I Let's, let's put it this way. Let's just being honest and transparent. Um, it's really, if there's what, uh, somebody to blame this, we can blame the parents because basically this is our responsibility to really ensure that kids are, um, you know, like they have to have a schedule on how they're gonna manage their time rather than just let them be, you know. But- um, screen, yeah. I, Yes, but I think, you know, so like I said, this is not about blaming parents. Of course, parents are, we're all learning and growing. You know, I have a lot of my own weeks to keep. I learned this, actually. Um, um, I have my blueprint when I was younger. I could have been, you know, I'm already 55. But, you know, it could have been a different story. But um, I think uh, because we learned this, now we can, you know, like, you, why, why are we doing this? Because we want parents uh, to share this to their kids and implement it in their lives. So the yeah. most basic is, so it's like, okay, second is like find their passion. And third is 
what are their visions as uh, you know, to uh, share share to the parents what are the visions like parents would tell us like I want you to be a doctor I want you to be a nurse in all this but once parents uh, discover that their kids have this past have this one thing because they know that like I know personally that I don't have children my uh, nieces that live with us. I already know, so like this kid is really good in what she does, and I carried her. In fact, the other girl, like she wrote the book with me, and so um, and then after that, let let them define their 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 purpose. Like at this age, you have a purpose. Focus on your studies. You know, I my need my niece. I teach her that you know you structure your time because she's also addicted to electronics. It's so simple. You your homeschool. You how much hours you wanna attain within a month. All you need to do is you can't do it ten hours a day. Just start with two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon, and then on and then just do it until what is this? Until Saturday. So I told her if you're gonna spend um, two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening, you multiply it to so like four hours a day, multiply it by 26, because that's already how many hours is that's uh, uh, 100 actually, uh, 104 hours uh, a, a month. So I said, you start there and then you just like, once you improve actually say, two hours in the morning, two hours in the morning, and then the rest of the evening, you have your electronics and besides you can help your parents, you know, yeah. and then, um, Another practical way is, um, you know, so let's say, um, and parents should be consistent. This is it, should be consistent. And then besides, they have to have a commitment pledge that, okay, parents and children, they have to have a written comment, commitment pledge that they have to stick on the fridge, that they see it every day, that, you know, we have to do this uh, discipline, actually. Because actually, once parents see this, they will have no problem at all with children grow up because they always like the blueprint that they created for their kids. Uh, they will always, kids, this is their anchor. This is like compass. It's like, you know that we go through the, the storms, ups and downs yeah. of life. This is not just all smooth road. We go yeah. to bumps, you know, bumps and uh, uh, what is this, plain uh, road and uh, hills and mountains. But kids, when they have the blueprint, they always go back to their ankle, they're rooted to the blueprint. They're gonna go back. And yes. once they have that one thing that they're, they're so passionate, that's where they're gonna anchor themselves. I'm gonna just uh, wrap up but, uh, by recapping what everything you said, because I think a lot of people, we are talking in a language that we studied this, but so as a parent, it's very important that you, first of all, recognize that your child has something they're very passionate about. So school is important, but we are talking about make sure that you discover and observe what is that your children love, what are they passionate about, and turn that into something that's gonna be either their hobby or maybe they're gonna follow it in the future but put it in their schedule. So Tess was talking about putting all of those things in the schedule and, uh, uh, and, and then plan those activities so you can, you can definitely reduce. Once children are having the schedule, when they have other things to do, they're not going to spend all the time on video games. And last thing that Tess shared with us is definitely have to be consistent. So you have to remember that with children, you have to be consistent. It's not going to happen in one day or three days. It's going to take a couple of weeks. But once they start doing something they love, they're passionate, about it's going to be super super fun well we're going to make sure that we put a link to test book 
and uh, way how you can connect with her in the in the description below of this episode. So make sure to go on Amazon, uh, read a little bit more about art, how art can help your children and make sure to connect with uh, Tess. And once again, I think this is a very valuable episode. We got so much valuable information. Thank you, Tess, for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs>